Welcome back to the T3 Family Podcast, where we are equipping families to thrive. Hello, Chrissy. Hi, Becky. Hey, we have kind of a uh, a unique situation today. It's just me and Chrissy here in the booth. Just two of us hanging out. Hanging out. And we're excited. We're excited to continue in this series of uh, Lives Jesus Changed. Mm-hmm. Such a good series. It's such a good series. And it's really making me think. Mm-hmm. So that's good. That's always good. It's always good. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Who are we talking about today? Um, so today we're going to talk about the story of Lazarus. Yes, I love this story. I love it too. And again, I feel like it's one of those similar ones where you learn it when you're little in Sunday school. And uh, then as you reread it through different lenses as an adult, it's just like, wow, there's so much in the story. Yes, absolutely. There is. Yeah. You know how last time you talked about the felt boards? Yes. Being so... I had felt boards, but also when I was a kid, we had story time in sandbox. So we had these sandboxes oh. that were like fiberglass boxes and then like I had all these little wooden characters uh-huh. in them. So these was are there, stories I'm like, probably learned about that in the sandbox. Was there also sand in it? Oh, yeah. Oh, Would yeah. you have to like dig for the characters or something? No, they just or? like stood on top. Like there wasn't a ton of sand. They're just enough I, so like, it looked like they're walking through like the desert let's or through find sand. The, we need them here. Yeah. They had lids on them. Oh we have a lot of wooden characters here. We could totally do it. Yes. That's what we're doing next time. So, so. picture this story in a little sandbox. Yeah. <laughs> with the characters. The little characters. Um, Chrissy and I, as we were talking about how we wanted to discuss this story, we're just going to read it straight from the Bible, mm-hmm. but then we're just going to discuss it as we're reading it. This is kind of, I don't know, what we do sometimes. So we're yeah. Like, Let's just record it and yep. let everyone else... Uh, listen in and uh, we hope that you can do this with some of your people um, whether that be a small group or family devotions at night or something just really getting into the story and it's kind of like verbal manuscripting yeah yeah is what I would call it I would agree if you don't know what manuscripting is the most recent magazine Mm -hmm. has a fantastic so what I'm talking about is our encounter magazine Um, It's a magazine that at Third Church we put out every few months. And um, the most recent one has a whole teaching on manuscripting, Mm -hmm. right? So there's a QR code in it and you go to a video. You may or may not see Chrissy Kramer teaching (laughs) us how to manuscript. Which passage did you do for that one again? Um, We did John. Oh, nope. First John one. Okay. It doesn't matter. We did some scripture. We did scripture and she teaches you what manuscript. Did yes. you just give like a elevator? Yeah. You just, just see my hands. You see her hands. Yeah. So you like. Well, what's we, manuscripting? Yep. So manuscripting is a different, I would say a more intentional way of looking at scripture. So you read through it multiple times and you pull out different pieces. So it can help take a familiar passage, maybe like the one we're reading today and helps you look more in depth into it and ask questions and make observations kind of sit with a Mm -hmm. short passage so often when I'm in my own personal, like, Oh yeah, I, you know, I'm a Christian. I need to read the Bible. I'll get, I'll just get like into checklist mode. Yes. And so I'm like, okay, read chapter 11, did it and move on. And so this is just a way to look more. 
that's not a always a bad way to do it. No, but right. It's a way to go deeper it, if you want is, to. Yes. So mm-hmm. I say verbal manuscripting. We're not going to read this several times no. to you today. We don't have time. For no. That. You, you don't want to listen to us. That yeah. Much, and something I would say too that is important with uh, manuscripting, whether verbal or written, <laughs> uh, is to allow yourself to sit in the tension of unknown mm-hmm. because you'll ask questions. You'll see things that you may not know the answer to. You may discover it later in the text or you may not ever. And yeah. so that's just some of the tension we have to sit in yeah. when reading yeah. scripture. So I think reading with kids is so fun because they like to ask the questions. And so if we as adults can be can become comfortable with not knowing the answers, yeah. then I think we can have really good conversations and just have a lot of curiosity about the text. Yeah, it's kind of a different way to right just put yourself in the story mm-hmm. a little bit and see what the people in the story may have seen and experienced. Yep. And so. Yep. Ah, I'm excited. And mm-hmm. then um, after we go through it a little bit, we'll give some of our own observations that we've just been digging into a little bit. And then, yeah, so I'm excited. Mm-hmm. We haven't discussed yet how we're going to read it. How about um, you start with, okay. so we're reading from John 11 in the NIV. Um, so Chrissy, you can go through the first 16 verses. Perfect. I'll read the next I don't know. We'll just go that way. Okay. That sounds great. Every other. And then, yeah, if you, there's something you want to comment on while you're reading or I'll interrupt you if there's something you want to comment on. Yep. All right. All right. So yeah, let's start. So John 11 verse one says, now a man named Lazarus was sick. He was from Bethany, the village of Mary and his sister, Martha. This Mary, whose brother Lazarus now lay sick, was the same one who poured perfume on the Lord and wiped his feet with her hair. So the sisters sent word to Jesus, Lord, the one you love is sick. When he heard this, Jesus said, this sickness will not end in death. No, it is for God's glory so that God's son may be glorified through it. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed where he was two more days. (laughs) All right. Yeah. Uh Okay. So the disciples here, I'm guessing they overhear I'm wondering. Right. They hear the message like, oh, no. They loved Lazarus, too. Right. They were all friends. Yeah. So they hear that Jesus gets this note, like, Lazarus is sick. And then the next line is like, so when he heard, he stayed where he was for two, two more, more days. days. Right. It's not even like he, like, traveled for two days to get to Lazarus. Like, no, I just, all right. Yeah. Thanks. Uh-huh. And, you know, they had, when he heard this, he's like, oh, it's for my glory. But they, they didn't know what no. he meant. Right. Right. Yeah. Because if yeah, you go back to verse four, it says, no, it's for God's glory that yeah. God's son may be glorified through it. Like there was a purpose in the waiting. Or if I read it again now. So when he heard that Lazarus was sick, that was Jesus. He stayed where he was two more days. Maybe the disciples didn't, didn't know. know yet. Right? Because I, because when you go on, we'll yeah. see why. Yeah. So verse seven it picks up and it says, and then he said to his disciples, let's go back to Judea. So maybe the disciples didn't Maybe he know. just kind of kept it. Like he right. kept it quiet, which maybe was really hard for him. But the Lord, I'm guessing God, the father spoke to him and said, don't go yet. Right. And Jesus was like, why? Yeah. I, could, I can heal him. Right. I've been healing. I know how this story is going to end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know how to heal sick people. That's right. my jam. I right. love to do that. Mm. Okay, so we're going to pick back up in verse 8. It says, the disciples are saying, But Rabbi, they said, a short while ago, the Jews there tried to stone you, and yet you are going back? Jesus answered, Are there not 12 hours of daylight? Anyone who walks in the daytime will not stumble, for they see by this world's light. 
It is when a person walks at night that they stumble, for they have no light. After he had said this, he went to them. Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I'm going there to wake him up. His disciples replied, Lord, if he sleeps, he will get better. And Jesus said, had begun speaking of his death, but his disciples thought he meant natural sleep. So then he told them plainly, Lazarus is dead. And for your sake, I am glad that I was not there so that you may believe, but let us go to him. Then Thomas said to the rest of the disciples, let us also go that we may die with him. I feel like they're a little bit very confused. Like, no. I mean, yeah. Judea is where they want to kill you. Right. And you just said Lazarus is sleeping, just like taking a nap. That'll help him get better. <laughs> they have no idea. Yeah. So they didn't know. So I take back what I said earlier. They had no idea what Jesus was talking about. He right. for sure kept it quiet yep. to himself for a couple of days. And then um, he's like, hey, Lazarus is sleeping. We're yeah. going to go wake him up. And they're very confused about right. this because they don't want to go to Judea. No. But well. I like how at the end, Thomas is like, well, let's go so we can die with him. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, oh to be a disciple to be a disciple they have no idea and i can't yeah I'd well you be... think of, like i wonder okay so you look at any relationship you have with a person here on earth if they told you that one of your dearest friends was sick you'd be like we're going and yeah. they're like no you'd be like no okay well you can stay i'm gonna go yeah so like, i feel like there is a lot of i mean for a lot of reasons but there's intention in that too because i, I can't imagine like what kind of discord could it have caused right. in relationship with the disciples had Jesus yep. told them two days earlier? Yep. Yeah. Said. And then when he's like, for your sake, I'm glad I wasn't there. Right. So that you can believe. Yep. Well, I also, anytime Thomas comes up, I'm like, yes, he's yeah. like one of my favorite characters. Yeah, Cause that's this not is the characters. Same. He's one of my favorite people. People. He was yeah. He, yeah. He's so, ugh. and I just love when he speaks up and you're yeah. like, okay, I know eventually you're in a doubt, but I love to see the ways that, he, he was the one who was like, all right, let's go. Yeah. He was literally he was ready. Jesus's ride or die friend. Yep. Like he really was. If you're going in and you're going to get stoned, I guess we're going to go with you and get yep. stoned. So exactly. Okay. Right. All right. So now we're on to the next section. Yes. It's titled Jesus comforts the sisters of Lazarus, who were his very good friends. Very good yep. friends. Yep. So verse 17, on his arrival, Jesus found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. Now, Bethany was less than two miles from Jerusalem, and many Jews had come to Mary and Martha to comfort them in the loss of their brother. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went out to meet him, but Mary stayed home. Ooh, do you think she was, she's like, I don't, I don't want to see Jesus right now. Maybe. Yeah. Yep. Lord, Martha said to Jesus, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But I know that even now, God will give you whatever you ask. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha answered, I know he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? Yes, Lord, she replied. I believe that you are the Messiah, the Son of God, mm. who is to come into the world. After she had said this, she went back and called her sister Mary aside. The teacher is here, she said, and is asking for you. When Mary heard this, she got up quickly and went to him. 
Now Jesus had not yet entered the village, but was still at the place where Martha had met him. When the Jews who had been with Mary in the house comforting her noticed how quickly she got up and went out, they followed her, supposing she was going to the tomb to mourn there. When Mary reached the place where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who had come along with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in spirit and troubled. Where have you laid him? He asked. Come and see, Lord, they replied. Jesus wept. Then the Jews said, see how he loved him. But some of them said, Could not he who opened the eyes of the blind man have kept this man from dying? There's lots of grief stages we're seeing there. Yeah, there really is. Some of them are really angry. Right. Which is normal. Like, that makes sense. Absolutely. I think you see a lot of, you see a lot of humanity in these verses Mm -hmm. and potentially like, so, okay, now correct me if I'm wrong. Martha was the one that, what was her like she's the one that was like Jesus Bus- Mary's not even helping me right yeah she was busy in the kitchen at the, yeah at the last and Mary was the one who sat at his feet yes. and also laid poured perfume on his feet so yeah. it is interesting that like maybe she re- just stayed yeah sorry the reverse, no no, no the, yeah. like the reverse roles of like yeah. their responses and and I think you see because it talks about that uh when Mary ran out there were people comforting her they noticed how quickly she got up and they went after him. So she was clearly mourning. Yeah. She wasn't necessarily like, Ugh, geez, well, she might've felt that way. I don't know. But she like yeah. was mourning and in so much grief that she like didn't get up and go. And she maybe didn't even realize Jesus was coming. I feel right. like Martha, she seems to be the one that's in the know. Yeah. She's going to get things done. Yep. She had heard maybe that Jesus was around. So she's going to go be like, Hey Jesus, you should have right. your friend Lazarus. Right. You think, did you think she told Mary or she was just like, see ya because it just says says when mary heard that jesus was coming she went out to meet him yeah (laughs) but mary stayed at home well and then she was like hey jesus is asking for you and i'm like wait i don't see that in these verses right did she ask did he ask for her did i miss that um they kind of just i mean maybe there was something that didn't get recorded right but yeah it is interesting (laughs) if she was like hey you need to go see that almost feels like a Mm -hmm. not manipulative like you really need to go she just wanted her sister to To go see see jesus Jesus. you need to go see him yeah right Hmm. i do love like see or again in the story i don't think i ever realized how many people were mourning with them like these were a very popular family right they must have loved their people well right yeah and and i think i mean they they had to rely on each other Mm mm-hmm and they had good community, so they could grieve together mm-hmm. and be comforted together and and maybe be angry or confused yeah. or, you know, because you have to think Mary and Martha were just as human as we were. Yes. And so if I found out that my friend didn't come right away, because it just says it was two miles away. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. Doesn't, that's not far. Mm-mm. And still waited I don't know how I'd, I would feel. I mean, you'd feel everything. You're feeling all the all feelings. All the feelings. Yeah. But I love, I love the humanity we then see yeah. in Jesus. Like, you know, it's, we all know it from Sunday school. That's the shortest verse in the yeah, Bible. That's Jesus the one you wept. want to memorize. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Right. I memorized this whole verse. <laughs> um, but I love it because it does show his humanity. 
Well, and it's just the two words, but like it's so mm-hmm. much. Yeah. It shows how in our grief, Jesus, like he feels even deeper than what we feel. I'm yeah. reading a book called Gentle and Lowly by Dane Ortland, I want to say. Don't quote me on the author, but we'll put it in the show notes. Yeah, put it in the show notes, as Clay <laughs> likes to say. Um, Dane Ortland, Gentle and Lowly. And, anyways, I just finished a chapter um, that was talking about how because we have sin, even our emotions have that filter of sin over them. Oh. And so, but Jesus did not have the sin. So he just had like, the pure most pure emotions. emotion. And that was so fascinating wow, to me. Like yeah. I had never thought about how even our emotions are tainted with our right. sinful humanity, yep. but Jesus was not sinful. And so yeah. like just to see his like pure compassion that he had for um, Lazarus's friends and family and, and himself, like he was sad yeah. alongside his uh, friends. So I just, right. Oh, I just love that part. Well, and then, reading verse 36 right after that then the jews said see how he loved him yeah like i also have the, my passion translation open and verse 35 it says then tears streamed down jesus's face seeing jesus weep caused many of the mourners to say look how much he loved lazarus yeah they were just witnessing right love. that's cool yeah i also love the piece and Anytime other members of the Trinity are mentioned in scripture where you like kind of don't expect it. Like I love in, I mean, it's not talking about the Holy Spirit necessarily, but in 33, it says that he was deep, meaning Jesus was deeply moved in spirit and troubled. Like there. Yeah. And just curious about that movement. Yeah. What did that look like? Yep. And I think we see how he's deeply moved yet again in 38. And if we want to, Read on. Be okay about that? Yeah. I okay. feel good about it. You want me to read it? Yeah. This it's is your turn. exciting part. We're taking turns. I know. This is a good part. <laughs> All right. So this one is titled, Jesus Raises Lazarus from the Dead. Verse 38. Jesus, once more deeply moved, came to the tomb. It was a cave with a stone laid across the entrance. Take away the stone, he said. But Lord, said Martha, the sister of the dead man, by this time there is a bad order, odor, for he has been there for four days. Then Jesus said, did I not tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? So they took away the stone. Then Jesus looked up and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you would always hear me. But I said this for the benefit of the people standing here, that they may believe that you have sent me. When he had said this, Jesus called in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out his hands and his feet wrapped with strips of linen and cloth around his face. Jesus said to them, take off the grave clothes and let him go. Yes. So good. It's so, <laughs> so good. It's so good. Yeah. yeah. Oh my word. We could probably do like, I don't even the know. Whole, a whole thing yeah. on that piece of it. I, yeah. Um. All right. So the first thing that stands out obviously is how similar this was. Obviously the people in the moment wouldn't have realized this, right? but how they talk about the tomb, how Mm -hmm. they talk about like the strips of cloth, how they talk so many things that foreshadow what Jesus is going to go through in a, I don't even know how far it is a month or so, two months. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but 
yeah, you just mm-hmm. wonder what Jesus is feeling as he like sees his future in this. Right. I just wonder how he feels. Yeah. You know, because. Right. He, ugh. Well, and I find it interesting. I don't know if I've ever in my current 31 year old brain verse 40, 41 and 42 of Jesus talking to the father. I don't know if I've ever picked up on that before. You know, you're always like in little sand people walking across the little like, Oh, Lazarus <laughs> no longer in the tomb. But like Jesus, before he wakes up, Lazarus mm-hmm. talks to the father and says, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you would always hear me, but I said this for the benefit of the people standing here that they may believe that you sent me. He's and, showing us again, how to talk to the father. Mm-hmm. And like the significance of like, he did that before he made a move. Yeah. Like before the healing happened, he talked to God first. And I just, I find it really beautiful. The tie in of like, when we go to the crucifixion, Mm -hmm. my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Yep. And how he, like, I always knew that you would hear me. So like, even in that moment of him crying out, like, does that still stand true that he yep. knew he would always hear him? Oh, it's so good. It's so good. What else stands out to you, Becky? Yeah. Um, so one piece that when I was digging in this passage, it was probably about a year or two. Ago, I don't even know when it was, but this whole Lazarus story was really speaking to me in my life. Mm-hmm. And, um, when Jesus says to the whole crowd, because Jesus said to them, them mm-hmm. is everyone. So that's his sisters. And then all the Jews, Jews that had yeah. come right. that were mourning with them. Yep. And he said, he commanded them like, go take off his grave clothes and let him go. Like, right. this is not, Jesus didn't do that. Like no. he, he did come out and he probably did smell bad and he uh-huh. did. And, and so how it was a whole community thing where, mm-hmm. um, Lazarus came out was probably, I can't even imagine how Lazarus felt in the time. Like really, it was pretty bright. I imagine if he was in a tomb, he had cloth over his face though. So he had kind of sunglasses. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, yeah. and then how he's like, I, I can barely move. Like I don't know what I'm doing. I just feel like he's probably in a daze. Like when you wake up from a really strong nap, nap, you're like, where am I? What time is it? (laughs) What am I doing? You know, that's usually a two-hour nap. This is four four days. days. Four days. Yeah, he's a little bit stiff. I don't know, but he also is healed, so maybe he was not. healed. He's I like, know. all right, here we go. I know, and but how you know Jesus and all his like miracle working could have had him come out and like he was in a white clean robe, right? But it wasn't. Skipping. He came out and he was still in the grave clothes, yeah. and so like how that was a really beautiful piece that the community got to come in and like, yep. let's clean this guy up and bring right. him back into life, and so like in my own life, what I was, when I was going through was just seeing how so many people were, um, especially during the years of of COVID and like all that that entailed, how it almost felt like, oh, that was just so much. And in a way it entombed all of us in different ways. Mm -hmm. And so like, um, as people started coming out of that, like how it just took community for all of us to like support one another in Mm -hmm. what that looks like. And, um, yeah, that was a call for all of us. Like, let's all help each other, like come mm-hmm. out of this weird time that we were just in, not unlike being in Lazarus coming out being like, what, what did I just go through? What right. happened? Right. It's very, it's really disorienting. Yes. Very disorienting. Yes. And I imagine, yep. Yeah. Death. Waking up in a, <laughs> from death of being in a tomb, mm-hmm. be a little disorienting. Super. 
Yeah. Um, I, sorry. In the book no, I'm reading I, called The Lazarus Life, I this quote goes along with this part of the story. Um, I, it's so good. So it said, as our desperate hearts cry out to a lingering Jesus, hmm. we wonder what kind of hope that could be. It's in those moments that God is breeding a new hope in us, hmm. a hope in who he is, not a hope in who we want him to be. It is a lifelong journey to understand that who God is will not disappoint us. Glory is brooding. Glory is about to be unleashed. Hmm. That's like what he said. That's what Jesus was saying. Like, did I not tell you that if you believe you'll see the glory of God? There must have mm-hmm. just been in the air like this. I don't even know. Like yeah. the what was happening in the supernatural. Like right. they probably knew like he's yeah. gonna do it. Yeah. He's Some anticipation. Lazarus, yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think, you know, the story is a really beautiful picture of grief and community and how mm-hmm. how to do that. And even like the quote you read of Yeah not every story ends like Lazarus's, you know? Mm-hmm. And so how do we have that anticipation and that hope? And also as someone who has been in grief, sometimes that's really hard to hear. Yeah. Um, and because it grief just sucks. Yes. Like it, it just isn't, it is not fun. No. Nope. And, and so sometimes that, but I loved how that quote talks about it. Cause I feel like it, it comes, it, I don't know. It sounds like it understands grief it and talks about the hope in that. Well, in, in so many situations, yeah, God could have brought whoever he wants back to life. Mm-hmm. Um, that doesn't seem to be the way the story. I mean, nope. we hear of people that have near death experiences right. and I believe, you know, they are coming back from really crazy things. Yeah. Um, but that's not how all stories end. Right. And so, um, but a lot of that is us, Maybe like, I would never say this to someone deep in grief, but when you're out of it enough to look back and process, like there's so many things we put on God, like, God, this could have been used for your glory if you brought them back to life. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but we can't understand that's yeah. us trying to, right. And I get it. I totally get it. There's so many mm-hmm. times I have questions of why this doesn't make any sense. What I love so much about this part of Jesus bringing Lazarus out is like, this is our first, like, we've seen him raise people from the dead. Like the little girl, he, he healed sick people that Mm -hmm. were almost dead. But this is the one where like this gentleman was dead for four days. Like there was no doubt he was dead. Right. He was in a tomb. Yep. And this is, this is showing us Jesus is victorious over death. Mm -hmm. Death is not a forever thing. Right. Um, there's a really good book that we, that is in our children's library here at third, uh, Chrissy's going to share some from it and it just ties this whole story up so beautifully we thought. So we wanted to share some of that too. Yeah. This is a book called goodbye to goodbyes. It's written by Lauren Chandler and it's a true story about Jesus Lazarus and the empty tune. So it goes through the story, a lot of what we've read, and then I'm just going to read it to the end. And I just think it's really beautiful. So I also wish you could see the pictures. They're also beautiful. Mm -hmm. Uh, It says, Jesus kept his word. Lazarus being sick didn't end with him being dead. In the end with him alive, even after he died, after they had said goodbye. Mary, Martha, Lazarus, and Jesus were together again. Martha threw a party. 
Mary laughed and listened, and Lazarus was glad to be alive. But then the time came for Jesus to say goodbye. He hugged the friends that he loved and said goodbye to them for now, but not forever. Jesus had to go to Jerusalem where he would be the one to say goodbye and die. And then like Lazarus, walk out of the tomb alive. And after that, Jesus said goodbye again because he had, was going back to heaven. It was sad for Jesus' friends to say goodbye, but they would see him again in the land that lay after their dying, in the land where there were no more goodbyes, not ever. We all have to say goodbye sometimes. Some of them are short goodbyes and some are long. Sometimes a friend of Jesus who we love gets sick and we're sad. Sometimes because they die, we have to say goodbye. It feels like a forever goodbye. Jesus knows it is sad to say goodbye. So Jesus came to end goodbyes. And one day, Jesus and all his friends will say goodbye to goodbyes forever. That's so beautiful. It's just so beautiful, yeah. So much hope. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. So I just feel like in this, as we're in Lent right now, um, mm-hmm. you know, Lent Lent is so much about looking at the reasons why Jesus needed to die. Mm-hmm. And it rightly so is a pretty somber mm-hmm. um, time when you're focusing on um, sin yep. and your own personal sin. Um, but in the story of Lazarus, all the hope, mm-hmm. all the pieces of transformation, yep. the lives Jesus changed through yeah. this one story. Oh, it man. wasn't obviously just Lazarus. It no. was all the people that saw it. And then thousands of years later that how this story can transform our mm-hmm. own lives. Yep. Um, yeah. I just think it's really good. Yeah. And I think it shows a lot of intentionality of Jesus to have this story or have this experience and yeah. this healing right before his own death. So that, they would believe. Yep. Right. And, They'd experience this. So it's not going to be as shocking right. in uh, just a short amount of time when the same thing happens with Jesus. Yep. Um, when they see an empty tomb mm-hmm. that, yeah, they, they know, they know that it is possible. Yep. That's really good. Yeah. And then how our, yeah, like you said, how our lives are transformed because that and, and in Lent, how we do sit and focus on we can see more of like the like you said the reasons that lead to Jesus dying the sin and the brokenness and also because we know how the story ends mm-hmm. we do get to walk through that with that hope yes and we do get yeah the resurrection is coming you know sunday's yeah. coming yeah <laughs> and so yes yeah and it doesn't make it easier Sometimes I think about it sitting like in grief. It feels like that hope sits like in the pit of my stomach. Mm-hmm. So I know it's there, but it just feels different. Yeah. Yep. In those days. So I found a quote by John Newton. Mm. He is the, he also happened to write up a, a song you may have heard of called Amazing Grace. <laughs> so oh. it's a pretty smart yeah. guy I'd yeah. say loved Jesus a lot. Um, and it really is the hope that I have for all of us, mm. um, at, 
through maybe at the end of Lent or at the end of a season. Um, we talked about this a little bit on the last podcast where when you look back on where you've come from, mm-hmm. it's not a quick thing. No. But God actually was never interested in our transformation being quick. Mm-hmm. He is more He's actually more interested in our transformation than we are at yeah, times. Yeah, yeah. And he doesn't have a timeline on it, which mm-hmm. I need to remember a lot. Um, but anyways, so to end, uh, yeah, I think we'll end this time and then I'll pray over us uh, with this quote. I am not what I ought to be. I am not what I want to be. I'm not what I hope to be. But by the grace of God, I am not what I was. And so Jesus, we just thank you for the lives that only by your grace are being transformed uh, for our listeners, for um, those in our community, um, for all of those uh, people that follow you, Jesus, how we are being transformed And so I pray for soft hearts that are um, ready and willing to be transformed by you, Jesus. I pray that in 40 days, in six months, in a year, in five years from now, we can look back and say, by your grace, God, we are not what we once were. We pray in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us for this T3 Family Podcast. 